recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Renee Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's, let's get, get it, it on. on. Hot on the heels of UFC 230, we have episode 31 of the Martial Culture Podcast. Hi, Renee. How you doing? Doing great. Fantastic. Well, How are you, Mr. Uh, Peters? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, very, very fun UFC 230, I felt. Okay. How do you feel? Okay. Well, it was it was, um, it was entertaining, I guess. Oh. Um, uh, you know, I, I and, and but let's before yes, we get yes, to that, please. let's introduce uh, uh, Brian. Joined in studio with Brian from uh, Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Yes, sir. I was at UFC 230. I'm interested to know why you didn't think it was that uh, <laughs> that exciting. <laughs> well, no, I mean certain fights were were interesting, but you know, uh, for example, uh, let's go back to the last UFC where um, it was. Uh, I mean, uh, Pettis versus Ferguson, and oh, there was like, oh my god, that was a great fight. That was a terrible fight. You thought it was a terrible fight? Yeah, from a technical standpoint. Okay. No, yeah, because this is the thing is, is I don't I, – I watch MMA for one reason, one reason only, to learn the most efficient ways to dismantle another human being. Okay. That's yeah. why. You mute That's the TV, right? You don't want to listen to the Joe Rogan talk. I usually turn it down, yeah, you know. Right. Um, although, although actually, do, sometimes he has good commentary. I was going to say, don't yeah. you? You do not like his commentary at all? No, sometimes it's good. Um, uh, I, I generally, I mean, he's a very knowledgeable uh, martial artist. He is. He absolutely is. But uh, sometimes the hyperbole gets it. That is the most amazing armbar in the history of the galaxy. I, uh, nobody in in the entire universe has seen anything. You know, come on, just, yeah. Just, you know, like that was just a regular armbar. You know, um, but no, but but uh, uh, Joe Rogan has some interesting uh, uh, points of view, and generally I agree with him. Sometimes I don't, but but he he never says anything stupid like um, Goldie used to. You know, like Goldie would be like, "That's a great armbar." Joe would be like, "That's a leg lock." <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying not to like – he's like, uh, that's a great hook. That was a kick. Um, you know, like, you know, like, he hooked like, his kick. He hooked right, his man. kick. Yeah, it's a hook kick, right? Um, but, uh, but generally I, I don't want to also be influenced by the, um, by the commentary. I want to be able to analyze on my own. Uh, so mm-hmm. I generally lower it down. I can't lower it because I usually watch it with other people so I don't lower mm-hmm. it. But I just tune it out. I do that with boxing now. And the reason why is because Timothy Bradley got a lot. For quote unquote beating Manny Pacquiao the first time, where if you watch that without commentary, where Jim Lampley, any Pacquiao fight, HBO is, you know, they have a hard on. So when that fight, you sort of watch it without the commentary, it looks way different than it's perceived. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's absolutely true that commentary in a certain way can sway you and pre fight hype can sway. It can sway the, um, referees to, like we saw that in the Conor McGregor fight. Like hmm. why was Conor not called on so mm-hmm. many egregious – agreed. Watch that fight again. Watch him punch Conor Khabib in Khabib? the balls. Okay. Yeah, watch him punch Khabib in the balls. Yeah. He punches him and then grabs the shorts. Like, hmm. dude, that is bad. You know, like – and then grabbing the fence and not a point taken away because you're swayed by the – and that's happened too with John Jones with like repeated eye pokes and he's like, John, watch your fingers. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and you know, when you have star power, you, you're, you're swayed and then also – you know, if somebody wants to beat the champ, you've got to beat. You've got to beat the champ to beat the to be the champ. Well, why? Like that's just silly hype. You have to win five rounds, like like any other fight. Yeah. But but psychologically, where we we work differently, and when we're hyped up or when we we were uh um 
you know, I think when we're fans, we we like a fan of any sports team, you kind of it kind of becomes part of your identity. I'm a Khabib fan or I'm a Ferguson fan or you know, I'm a Connor fan. So or you 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 have when it becomes part of your identity, you stop thinking rationally about it. Mm-hmm. And and even even commentators and and fans and referees are can be swayed by that. So you you know, we're not rational human beings. So what I try to do is tune out everything and really look at what's going on mm-hmm. so I can I can learn. And I really the only reason I watch a maze to learn to be a better martial artist and better coach. And um, I don't agree with two people standing in front of each other, smacking each other in the face. That is not a good strategy. Now, entertaining. Yeah. You know, um, for some people, to me, it's like, okay, we're back in caveman land. You know, like, like, all right, we're going to just stand and swing, right? And now, obviously, there was technique going on because Ferguson is a, is a good fighter and so is Pettis. But there was like – it was a war of mental attrition. Mm-hmm. More than and and toughness more than it was a war of technical angles, and when I when people are striking, I like to see a real um, approach. Like you, you're a fan of Adesanya. Adesanya is a man of angles and movement and footwork. I think and, a lot and, of people yeah. are fans of that dude now. Right, right, right. But <laughs> yeah. um, but but you know what? Everybody's talking about. Oh my God, Jacques Ray with the he knocked Weidman out. Man, that was the worst fight ever. From a technical standpoint, the worst fight ever. <laughs> Not ever. You sound like Joe Rogan, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the worst fight in the <laughs> universe. In the universe. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm a little. I have a little hype. But he he like was that. losing before before he no, got that. But, knockout. but also Weidman's. You know, and I was watching with Professor Ken, who's a striking master, and I was listening to him because I I would constantly I was asking him. I should have asked him more questions, but hmm. um, I was asking him questions what he saw, and he's and then I actually fell asleep. It's like I've drifted off. I was teaching all day, but I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I'm not learning anything. Because Weidman's striking. And then it's funny because Joe Rogan – or no, it was John Anik. I'm not sure. I think it was probably John Anik. John Anik said – I remember this. He's like, Weidman's striking is looking so sharp. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny. That this is this is to be uh, uh, completely objective. Weidman was making the same mistake – that that I used to make, and it's called pawing your jab. When you mm. you stick your jab out and you bring it down, and and he has a good extension. And I even said, I said, oh, the, the extension of jab, Weidman's jab, and the pop pop, you know, the out was yeah. good. But then he kept pawing it, which is why Jacare was hitting, you know, boom overhand body, dig to the body, hit the overhand, dig to the body, hit the overhand. Hit I was surprised body. that he wasn't even trying to clinch much too. He was just kind of. Boxing with him, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. That is a totally different issue, and I have a lot to say about that. And that's also one of the reasons I wasn't a fan. Not because I'm like, you know, as Jill would say, Renee, you like grappling too much, and you just don't like striking. That is not the issue. The issue is it's an MMA fight to remove your weapons from the table. If you're playing chess, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say I'm going to remove my bishop, my rook, and and my knight. Okay, now I'm going to play. This is silly. Especially when you're Bishop, Brook, and Knight, are you really know how to use those pieces? Yeah. So to me, MMA is about a synergistic use of all your weapons, and that was basically a kickboxing match. However, there are a lot of times where grapplers cancel each other out and they become strikers. It is very common, actually. I remember back in Pride days, there was um, Dan Don Fry, and there was a few other few of them like that, where you just get a bunch of grapplers and they would just not grapple with each other, because it, it happens when you when you fear the takedown defense, because obviously when you shoot in on someone and they have a really good sprawl, well now you're starting out in a bad spot and you expose your back, so you you want to Diaz brothers do this too. They never shoot to get the guy down. They have to they want to knock him out. They want to knock them really hard down. Then they'll take you down after they've knocked you senseless. Right. So um, 
uh, you know, and it, it's it's an efficient approach. Where rather than struggling for the takedown, what I'm going to do is hit you really, really hard in the face. Yeah. Make you, you know, Derek some, Lewis does that too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that it, it's a very efficient way to get a takedown after you hit someone in the face. So right. I think I think Jacare was like, I'm not going to shoot and get sprawled on, um, and waste energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I that's possible. But I actually think is another reason. But but I, I can get into that area. But basically. You're throwing kind of crappy overhands, and he did the same move the entire fight. And then finally, on the fifteenth time, it connected. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Not really. It <laughs> means it means both of you were technically deficient, and so there's not a lot of learning that I can do there. Now, before I get a lot of hate mail from yeah, that's another beef that's already happening. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sure it's already happening. No, you know, I respect. Actually, I I am a huge Jacare fan. I was I'm always in Karm, but at the same time, I I I think that they they could. Things could be done a little bit better. Um, and Weidman, while looked, you know, didn't look bad per se. There were like technical mistakes there. Now, Weidman's and, lost the last four of his five yeah, fights. Yeah, exactly. He's is, just, he's what, just is, what is he doing wrong? Exactly, he's doing something wrong, and that's that's a fact. He's doing something wrong. And uh, and uh, well, he again, he was winning that last fight before he got caught. Obviously, yeah. the wrong thing was getting caught no, towards he, the end. Yeah, but. he was he was winning the fight against a guy who was not really striking very well. Yeah. And he was supposed to also fight Luke Rockhold. Let's not forget that. Because, and he, you know, if you're over, could have lost if, that one too. Yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> the thing is, if you're over preparing and over adapting to a specific fight, then, 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 and you, you can't adapt to a new opponent, then, then you're not, you're not a, a versatile fighter. Like, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I'm just not, I, which I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying, look, if I walk out of here in the building today and somebody attacks me, I'm like, you know, I've actually been preparing to fight a guy 20 pounds heavier who likes to punch me more, but you look more like you don't want to punch me like you're, 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 fat. So give me two weeks to prepare and then I'll fight you. Hmm. Like, that's silly. You know, like fighting's fighting. I'm like, I like the old days where the UFC had a tournament and you had no idea who's going to come next mm. because, you know, the, the, I people, mean, I don't think you could do that now, could you? Well, they still have tournaments like that. It's just the amateurs. Uh, um, what they do is they, they, they yeah, limit yeah. the head, head contact, but you know, you, you still have tournaments. You just have to limit the amount of damage people take. And, but now the way they do it is like, like what Bellator is doing with the heavyweight tournament. They're kind of spacing it out spacing over it, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. months at right, a time. Right, right, so. right. And but amateurs, you, you still go in knowing your opponent, but right. the idea, I guess, is to give guys full training camps and things like that which right right makes so it's, sense. The, it's mm-hmm. the same thing it's a, but what i'm saying is this it's like and and I, I talk about people ask me about because to me it's mma is a paradigm to approach human combat not ring prize fighting but human combat mm-hmm. unarmed combat or armed it's a paradigm to search for what is the best way to defend yourself and or to dismantle another to destroy another human being and um so if someone were to say, what, Renee, what is the most important self-defense skill? And there's also mental elements. Let's just say, putting the mental element aside, technical only, adaptability. Adaptability to whatever circumstance. And the great fighters, whether it's George St. Pierre, whether it's, um, Khabib, whether it's, um, Demetrius Johnson, who's no longer champ, but he's still great, uh, TJ Dillashaw, whether it's John Jones, who is a jerk, but, Great fighter. Whether it's Daniel Cormier, um, you know these guys Who's are uh, like these guys are adapted. Daniel Cormier. <laughs> I have a beef with Cormier. Really? I want to hear this. <laughs> it's not a real beef. Okay. <laughs> no, but 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 these are met people who are supremely adaptive. Yeah. I don't care who they fought. If you said you said DC fight um, Stipe tomorrow, DC fight for for Bruce Overdome, fight this guy. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of game pl- preparation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have your core skills and you adapt to the opponent to push your core skills 
on to that fight. All that said, I am still shocked that David Branch lost in the way he did to Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier. Yeah, you know, uh, um, that was to me yes. just going back to UFC 230. That was the most shocking, shocking out, uh, just ending of the night. Because he was actually winning the first round. I don't know if he was doing it in a spectacular fashion, but I right, felt like right. he, he was close. It was yeah, close but I him. felt like he won. You know, he was able to get his jujitsu on, um, keep Jared onto the ground. And then at the end, you saw it sort of shift a little bit. And then right early in the second round, he just got caught and that was it. And Jared was, remember, moving down from I like heavyweight. I, I, I believe, and I'm a huge fan of David Branch. I'm, uh, you know, friendly with him and I, I can't say enough positive things about him, but I think he was actually losing that fight. But not on the scorecards. Let me tell you what I mean. This is the grappler's problem is that when you shoot against a guy who has a very good sprawl and very strong like that and you shoot the way he did and you drag him off the cage, you expend a tremendous amount of energy. And and when you expend that energy, your hands start dropping. Yeah. And Cannoneer was waiting for that. He's like, I'm going to – their strategy was this. And I was I was talking about this, you know um, – I, I was saying to Professor Ken, we were watching. I was like, he's going to get tired. And next round, you just watch. He's going to get tired. And um, and because he was using a lot of energy to bring that fight to the ground in in ways that were were very difficult for him. And he was he was not – I mean, of course, he he did well. You know, like he was aggressive. But then his hands dropped and he got caught. And that has happened to so many grapplers going back to the way early UFC. If you go back way early, if you remember Maurice Smith versus – oh, the guy became Oh, the, the one that he kicked? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, he right. kicked in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot his name. I uh, forgot He became also. the chef, right? But he was part of the Lion's Den. And, it wasn't uh, Mark Coleman, right? I, he did that too to Mark Coleman too. That's another one. Okay. But, but I'm talking about the, a, a different fight. But yes, Mar- he did it to Mark Coleman, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's another one. Excuse me. Where you spend all this time – Trying to take the guy, trying to take the guy down, and it's very um, endurance heavy, which is why yeah. you see a lot of fighters saying, "You know, I'm not going to struggle to take him down. I'm going to hit him really hard and then take him down." Yeah. You know, but um, but you you saw that that pushing the fight, pushing, particularly when you go in the heavier weight classes, like um, you have to to push that fight like that. You have to be like Habib or Cejudo, where you've you've trained your body to be able to do that. In, in a way, and there's a certain type of, um, and Jilson, my, our friend can talk about this much better, but you, you train your muscles and your, your energy systems in your body to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, if you have not prepared your body for that level of grappling and isometric holding over and over and over again, and just that is a type of, for lack of a better, like, like muscle endurance or cardio. It's not the cardio running down. It's just the way you have to adapt your body to be a grappler. And that's one reason why Khabib is so great. The guy mm-hmm. can do it for five rounds because he can do it since he was a kid. Wrestling bears. Yeah, wrestling bears. Yeah. Cejudo has been, he's an Olympian. He's been doing it forever. Daniel Cormier can Greco throw you for 25 <laughs> minutes straight and he will be fresh to do it another 25 minutes. No, he will, you know, and, and, and people from the jiu jitsu community generally don't have that same adaptability in the takedown range. Mm. Now, they can put on omoplatas all day. They can they can they <laughs> right. can pass your guard. They can they, it's a different type of energy energy output. Right. But to 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 understand that 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 pull of takedowns, I'm like, his arms are going down and this is gonna be dangerous. This is gonna be dangerous and boom and he got caught. Now that's not to take away. Let me phrase that. I am a huge David Branch fan. I think he's a wonderful guy, I great do. athlete, and and a fantastic guy. And you know, I'm always rooting for him because he's a personal friend. But uh, that being said, I feel that 
it played a little bit into Kananir's strategy of to take the fight into deep waters in terms of that muscle endurance. And and you know, um, George St. Pierre did that to BJ Penn. Yeah. Because he, he but BJ because George St. Pierre is another one who he can go for an hour straight stand up grappling. Right. He Actually, just has that energy system where and he said BJ Penn won't and his hands will be low and then I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did way back when. You yeah. Know? I actually did a story on David Branch probably in April before I forgot who it was that he beat. Early in the year, but it was leading up to that fight. And then talk to him again. He, he, he didn't he beat the guy with the hammer on his chest? You know the, the, the you know the the Brazilian guy with the hammer drawn on his chest. Um, um yeah, uh, uh, Tiago Santos. Tiago was that him? Yeah, Tiago Santos. Santiago okay, Santos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first. Yeah, well, it was before that. Then spoke to him again at yeah. media day. He was actually ironically talking about how you know some you know a lot of people here, meaning media day, are probably not gonna you know, get to this point or do this and things like that. And it ended up catching him. Jared Cannonier also, when he was getting into the octagon, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he sort of did the dog thing that Israel Adesanya does where you pretend to piss on the octagon. Oh. You didn't see that? No, No, I didn't didn't really watch the (laughs) previous. No, it was when he was entering into the octagon. Like Israel Adesanya did that a couple fights earlier and then Cannonier also did the same thing. So it's like when he's crawling up the steps, he lifts his leg and then pretends to piss. So then he was asked about that in the press conference. I actually have the full quote here. It was really <laughs> It's not and not to stretch out his growing muscle because that's that's part of like a jiu-jitsu stretch out thing, but anyway. Uh, no, yeah. but he cuz he <laughs> cause the difference is he sniffed the pole, right? <laughs> and then and then when ridiculous. And, and then what did this thing? So he said, "I wasn't insulting, I wasn't mimicking." He said he's a big fan of Israel Adesanya, but he says, "When a dog walks down the street and smells another dog's piss in his territory, <laughs> so he wanted to mark he said I'm going to mark my territory make my presence known so whoever walks in there they can get a whiff of that well hydrated piss and they'll know that the killer gorilla has been there <laughs> now he's a gorilla <laughs> just, just, that was his nickname that was his nick- that's his nickname the killer gorilla that's why you know that's but, yeah. just I just find that that was one of my favorite moments because I'm here for the nonsense <laughs> yeah you know you know, you and Matt you and Matt are coming yeah. to a different angle for me and that's fine I, re- I respect it because you guys Allow Do you know what it people is? like us to make a living. Yeah, because but <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I know I'm not a specialist. I know I'm not a coach. Like I'm covering the sport, right. but I know I don't know as much as freaking you know all these coaches that I've spoken to, other fighters. Like when I I spoke to Cesar Eubanks for a while, like at Media Day also, and there were things that she said that I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> but fun fact, she actually is the first athlete I've ever ever interviewed. And full disclosure, I cover like a bunch of different sports: basketball at all levels. Uh, baseball sometimes, boxing, MMA, she said that she has a fight hypnotist. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with <laughs> you. You know, a, like a, a I've, mental training is yeah. just, yeah. yeah. But mental training, cool. Like, I look, I've talked to, you know, athletes that have counselors and people that they go to to advise them in that way, but a fight hypnotist was different, was very different. Well, you know, you know, I mean, hip, hypnosis is no, but you know, <laughs> hypnosis is you know, I, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert on this, but hypnosis is not like what we see in the movies. It's just a don't deeper, ruin this for me. I think it's a it's a deeper level of of mental coaching. Focus. Yeah, it's, it's you can't really hypnotize a person and make him like you know, you know, mow your lawn or something or like that commercial, right? I, I mean, it, it's I, I found I, a quote. I yeah. found a quote where she sure. sort of explains it. She goes, "All of this is being able to get into a physical and mental level of relaxation, which." It's kind of right. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And visualization, what you want your outcome to be. And a lot of successful people know that visualization because they can see things before they right, see exactly. right? Knowing where you want to go and having that goal as a part of the success. 
Uh, she said she also added that hopefully other fighters don't sort of take that method and borrow it. <laughs> no, no, but you know, you know, I actually, um, I know actually in the tennis world, uh, hypnosis has been used a lot. Um, tennis, tennis, yeah, yeah, because you know, basically, when you want to perform. What you want to do is is reach your alpha alpha wave state, brain brain pattern. So that's your optimal performance peak. Sports people call it in the zone, mm. and and the more you can enter into the zone, the better you're going to be. And if whatever technique you can find to enter into that zone is best. I I was I was working with a student recently, and and uh, he's a wonderful student, but um he he f- winds up a little bit more in his limbic system, meaning his his fight or flight response system. So when you're in that limbic State that fight or flight that rah, you know the gorilla grad state. Yeah. You can't do anything highly technical. You're not an alpha wave state. You're in like you know survival, survival like rah, you know, yeah. and and so you cannot access your technique or your your training at a at a high level or at any level whatsoever. The quicker and the more deeply you can get to that alpha state, to that performance state, to the fighting with your cerebral cortex, is the best. And whatever whatever way you can do it, and it's it's hard for some people to do it. Like I mean, just putting fighting aside, when you were eight years old and you had to stand in front of your you know second third grade class and give a speech on whatever, and you just got so nervous and you couldn't talk and you know like. That's not being able to get your alpha state. And it's, it's about human performance in any field. And what we, what we, we as humans, um, we don't know how to surf our adrenaline like we used to 10,000 years ago because 10,000 years ago, our lives were on the savannah or 20,000, whatever, on, you know, on the savannah and we had adrenalized moments every day of our life. It mm-hmm. was survival. Oh, I fell into the river. I have to crawl out. Oh, I the, the saber-toothed tiger is chasing me. But you know, we had these moments of survival. Right now, your average human being, unless you live in a, a terrible war zone, you have maybe one highly adrenalized experience, maybe your whole life, which is why we crave roller coasters and horror movies. We, yeah. you know, you know these things like like or 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 just to um, get that adrenaline, yeah, or just playing video yeah. games. You know, to get adrenaline. Now that's a, more a, my a sm- right, but that's also <laughs> a, my bank statement. A smaller yeah, level, GTA. Or, or watching and watching sports. You know, that's mm-hmm. why or playing sports. We we crave those adrenaline moments to make up for our lack of of, of it. But we still. We don't know how to surf real adrenaline. Yeah. So even these high-level athletes, the idea is to train your brain to access that adrenalized state and still maintain the alpha wave pattern. And the only people who do it really consistently on an amazing basis are force recon snipers and Navy SEALs because yeah. they, they they just train that over and over again, especially snipers because they can sit in the middle of the shit and, there's, and they can – they're trained to – slow their heartbeat down because they have to pull the trigger between heartbeats because that can actually upset your 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 uh your um your accuracy mm, and and okay. I don't pretend to be an expert in in in, in the skills Well you of sound like one. No, no no I don't know shit. So no, to no, me you no, sound like but, an expert. No no no, no <laughs> definitely not. And and I think all my military students are going to be Renee, you you know yeah. but but I do know <laughs> that they actually are trained to to follow their heartbeat and their breathing and and squeeze that trigger slowly and that alpha state is so important. One of the things that um uh, snipers in the the force recon group um, are using now. The funny enough is you're talking about hypnotism. They're actually using direct brain electrical stimulation. Mm. 
So they they uh, because it's like hypnotic but even better. We're getting so weird. So they're actually they're actually shocking the brain at low levels to stimulate the alpha state and making the alpha state easier, easier, easier. So you can just snap into it whenever you want. Yeah. So they sit. I don't know if you know, but they sit uh, these guys in like a in like a, a box. Okay. And the box is filled with like fire ants. Okay. And Holy you just shit. have to sit there for like two hours, and you can't move. Yeah. No. And then you have I'm to control good. your breathing. Like no. this is all the kind of training you have to do. And and I get what? enough adrenaline watching fights. <laughs> right. You should have seen me at Barclays Center before Rose was about to fight Joanna. <laughs> Because I had very good interviews with both of them, and I was like, damn, I don't want either one of them to get really fucked up. <laughs> like, I was nervous before that fight Right, started. right, right. No, I mean, but but and this is the same type of ancient warrior training that everyone went through. Because to reach that, the Michael Jordan zone or whatever it is, you have to master the mental game, the inner game. Rodney, Coach Rodney King was a famous MMA coach in South Africa. He has this whole course on the inner game. And it, without that inner game, you can never truly access the technical game. And, um, you know, if you want to use hypnosis, you want to use direct electrics. I'm telling you, every MMA fighter in 30 years now is going to be doing the same thing. They're going to have electrodes strapped to their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be doing the and same. And they're going to be thing. far right. more advanced because people forget that we're still somewhat in the infancy stages totally. of the sport Absolutely. because it's only been around. You know, regulated, regulated like 25, 25 years. years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, not regulated, not even. Regu- yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true because they went through, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, with a sport Eight, like yeah. this, you're going to go through some shit the first yeah. 5, 10, 20, whatever yeah, yeah. years. Really, regulation it's, was like 99, 2000. Yeah, it's only now that we're seeing things like they're on TV all the time mm-hmm. and it's normal to people and now they're going to get well over a billion dollars over five years for ESPN that's going to kick in uh, at the beginning of 2019. And their first card on ESPN is actually going to be here at Barclays Center. So When is that? January 19th. So that's when it switches over and Fox is gone. It's Fox is done. So it's going to be – so happy that terrible music will go away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that music. Well, I'm not – I'm not. I don't – It's like that football yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate it. I don't know what music ESPN is going to have but – Don't use the football music. Yeah. ESPN, please listen to me. Keep the sport music separate. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very – it's going to be very interesting for a number of reasons. There's like, nobody listening yet for the fight? No. They're actually – they're supposed to announce that. Soon, I don't know who it is. I'm trying to find out and that's myself. That's a fight night, or is that the pay per view? No. Card so what they're doing is the first Barclays Center card is actually going to be a fight night. It's called UFC on ESPN Plus One. Uh, after that is going to be a pay per view. I think it's two thirty three because mm-hmm. two thirty four is Robert Whittaker versus Gastelum, February in Australia. Um, and Israel Adesanya wants to fight Robert Whittaker next in Australia. I think. Good so fight. Good that fight. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's what they're doing. They're going to have UFC on ESPN Plus, UFC on ESPN, just ESPN period. And they're going to have UFC obviously still on pay-per-view. I guess they're still going with the pay-per-view model. Um, I don't know what that means for Fight Pass necessarily in terms of newer fights. Maybe just some undercards and things like that. But I don't think they're going to be putting entire cards on Fight Pass because they announced their schedule and I didn't really see any of that. It's January, February. I think March there's like five – like. March 2nd, uh, 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. Can I ask you a stupid question? I love stupid questions. Is ESPN like a premium cable channel or is it like a, like you could just flick onto ESPN? I've never actually gone to ESPN channel. It's Uh, like you just flick the channels to get ESPN or do you have to like buy it like HBO? No, you know, no, it's not subscription to like it'll come with. I have literally never, you know, it'll come with mostly all packages pretty much. ESPN (laughs) Plus is not a, is not a channel. That's online. Right. Okay. You can hook it up to your TV, right, like right. anything else. But but, but the but UFC is going to be on the regular ESPN channel. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. They're, they're going to have all the exclusive stuff. They'll probably have original content, which makes it interesting because you know Ariel Helwani's there now. 
<laughs> You're not a fan? <laughs> Hi, Ariel. Well, Matt was telling me a little bit about this. I like Ariel. Um, we don't have to necessarily get into that because you're more on the fighter side. I'm more on the journalistic side. Have, have, you, have you ever interviewed <laughs> okay, him? Or first of all, first of all, no, anybody, no, no, no. We, no, listen, we, anybody we, who thinks, who, who starts an, a discussion about Steven Seagal with Master Steven Seagal, a great fighter, doesn't know shit about shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why we receive him differently, so to speak. I don't go to him for fight knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where yeah, I'll because he has none. That's where I'll like go. Like none. That's where I'll He's go. He's all like razzle dazzle. Like I'm going to tag bullshit. him in this episode. Right, but <laughs> that's where I'll go to like. The Joe Rogan experience, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I don't really listen to that either anymore. <laughs> Even though you were featured on the Joe Rogan experience. I was twice, actually. And, and I appreciate Joe Rogan. And, and uh, I got to find I, that. Uh, um, I, I appreciate, um, you know, what he brings to the table. I just, um, you know, politically, I'm very, very different. Right? And if you bring on someone like Jordan Peterson and don't. Or or um or uh, the 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 um, Infowars guy, and you Alex don't Jones. yeah right, and you don't actually confront them with in in a way that it, it exposes what full of shit they are, uh, then I don't think that's socially um, conscious. Yeah. But uh, you have to, and Joe Rogan is not qualified to do that. Um, so you you should have brought on something someone who could have debated them. I'm not saying shut down the debate, but you you bring on someone who's qualified to. To 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 go on that level of debate and really pick apart the arguments because they're 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 quite faulty. I don't think that's what he's trying to do either. No, he's not. So he's not. No, but you can't give these people a platform. You that's, can't give you know yeah. Miley Yiannopoulos a platform with, without yeah, without giving a, a someone to to really knock him down. You know, I'm I'm all about conf- debate and I don't believe in censoring debate. But so that's one reason I don't really listen to Joe Rogan podcast anymore. But um, but uh, but I respect what he's doing. As as in terms of fight knowledge, I I you know I make fun of his his his, his overstatements, but but he he brings a lot to the table. I love his commentary, and uh, and I'm also very grateful that he was he and Master Eddie Bravo were complimentary of my Rackard game. Mm. But um but you know that's a, just a personal choice. I'm not saying don't listen to Joe Rogan podcast. I'm sure he brings on a lot of really interesting people. I know he's had a a lot of experts in a lot of fields uh, in the martial arts and in breathing. He had uh, Belissa Branich on, who's a breathing expert. He had um um. Um, Stephen Maxwell, who's a kettlebells, super amazing martial artist. He's yeah. a lot of guys on who have a lot of information, but me personally, I don't listen to it. Anymore. Yeah. But yeah. for, for back to Ariel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I go to him for obviously the news and stuff like that. I don't go to, you know, all the past guard here and things like I, you know what I mean? That's where I'll go for like somebody else, like Joe Rogan, for yeah, example. Yeah. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I just, I, I cannot, everything that comes out of his mouth is like, I just, he's going to be on the show in a few weeks. I want to be here with it I want to be here. I want to be here. You can fill in for okay, him. Okay, this is this is this is uh, <laughs> this is this is an, an important thing. You know, we had we had a uh, crew uh, Chris Romulo on, and he does not yeah, he ban- he guy. he doesn't uh, watch UFC because he just he's like me. He doesn't like the razzle dazzle. He doesn't like the the news. And I understand that. I understand that that sales fan experience is what gives the money for us martial artists to really pursue our craft because mm-hmm. you know. It's it's a small percentage of people who are dedicated to self-defense and dedicated to fighting. And then the fans are the ones who fill out Barclays Arena or Madison Square Garden. And most of those people are 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 just want to be entertained or again have those adrenaline moments of excitement, you know, to get away from their humdrum lives and their, you know, um empty existences. But as but as like the entire sport of MMA continues to grow. You're going to become like more engulfed in 
what the money is, the fan experience is, and you're going to find less and less guys who actually know what yeah, they're talking about. So I don't know because Bo- you know Bo- when I talk to boxing's talk to- already been through that where it's like people watch only the big fights and things like that. I disagree. I disagree because you know what I think? I've seen the opposite happen. I see guys that come to my dojo, my dojo is my training hall, right? Yeah, They've yeah, never yeah. trained before. But they, they, you know, like if people watch pro wrestling. They're like, "Oh, there's that sharpshooter move, and there's this, and it's not even freaking real." You know, and the same thing. I talked to my it's a live. My, it's a live action movie. That's what I call professional wrestling. <laughs> a live action comic book. You know that you could say that too, right? I mean, uh, I guess is yeah, a comic right. book a movie automatically? Yeah, yeah, no, but like that's yeah, like yeah, I see. Because, I mean, because yeah. they're muscles. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cartoonish. Yeah, the muscles. But there, there's still yeah. athleticism, but, and but we don't we don't have to get into that rabbit hole unless you mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, it depends how you define athleticism. Muscles, there's strength. There, yeah, there's strength, but there, there's, there isn't reaction. There's, there's strength. There's movement. You yeah, know what I mean? There, there is. There's time. legitimate agility. There's they're dancers. V- <laughs> they're basically muscle bound dancers. Chore- choreographed, yeah. obviously. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there's right, pre- yeah. predetermined if you're, wins. If you're going to say like that. that um, if you're going to say right, if you're going to say the people who do river dance are amazingly amazing athletes, then I would agree with you. But I think most people wouldn't. They'd say they're good performers. And I think there's a okay. line drawn between athletes and performers because an athlete has to have and it goes back to what's real in a fight. An athlete has to have reaction time. You see the ball coming here and you react. There's no reaction when it's choreographed. Yeah, it's all staged right, right. reaction. So okay. one of the most important elements of of athletic performance, and you can see this in in football, and I don't know anything football, but it's a juking, like changing angles from yeah, one yeah, place yeah, to yeah. another, like going, oh, I have to go here, but I have to go here, and that angle changing and reaction time and adjusting and adapting to the reality that you face right now is one of the most important characteristics of, of an athlete on a physical basis, and uh, processors don't have that. They don't have that at all. I still think there's. No, they're, they're a level. They're, yeah. There's a level of athleticism there, though, because they're obviously well, they're, like I said, it they're training on, on, all the time and things of that well, nature too. Right. It you depends know? on how you define athletics. Like if you were going to define a a ballerina as a as an amazing athlete instead of an amazing performer, you I could. would say yes, you, you could. could, right? Yeah. Absolutely, very well. Could. I personally don't. Yeah, but uh, I but that's just that I think ballerinas are amazing. I think Cirque du Soleil performers are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're amazing performers who use their body but to to but they're missing um attributes that would be necessary in a combat scenario okay um so for me i for me personally i don't define those as po- i define the, you could say performance athlete versus um um uh, a performance a, athlete a, is a perform, an yeah, like efficient. a perform a performance athlete <laughs> is work. someone like like um you know like uh 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 Someone in the Olympics doing, you know, uh, ice dancing or something. <laughs> you know that. So that they are athletes. Are I was going to say. I was going to say something way different, right, like well, jumping I, through fire hoops yeah. or something like no, that. No, but you know, like, like ice dancing or something. Tightrope right, but right. because you know what your partner is doing, and you know that, and you're you're. So yeah, I guess at some level they're 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 athletes. I would say you're right, but to me they're missing a very important. Uh, um, criteria of a combat yeah. athlete. Like they're not a yeah. full like they I'm not gonna full package. Yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. Like I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and tell you, okay, Daniel Bryan is equivalent to Tyron Woodley. 
I have no idea who Daniel Bryan is. <laughs> Daniel Bryan? Do you know who Daniel Bryan is? I know the name, and I pick him out of a lineup. Is he a pro but... wrestler? Yes. Oh. He's, he's one of the I more- I'm so happy I don't know who that is. He's one of, he's one of the more skilled ones. I don't- I'm not going to waste- What? Okay. <laughs> no, there's skill in professional wrestling. Like, there are some who are great at it, and there are some who are okay. not. Oh, you, you mean skill or performance. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not Literally. like fight skill. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. that I don't know about. There right. are some legitimate fighters, like, obviously, Ronda Rousey now, who has gone on to do WWE- <laughs> Right, right, right. Shayna Baszler is another one. She's in WWE now? Oh, she's great. I yeah, she's that, great. Huh? Jessamine Duke, I think also like that she's whole in the WWE. The whole force uh four horsewomen. They're yeah, all they're, they're all, all they're all there now. Oh. They're all they there really now. Make it in Don't forget Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Bobby Lashley, who was in Bellator for a while and is still under contract with Bellator, and actually has a good record with Bellator. Yeah, too. he's not bad. He's not bad. And then also, um, there was the and he was a professional who, wrestler first. Right, right. But there was the one, um, the one guy, uh, um, Alberto Del Rio. No, he won the Olympics. They oh. went to professional wrestling, but Shamrock? his next. No, no, no. Oh, you know who's there now too? Uh, Matt Riddle. He's uh, also yeah, Matt yeah, Riddle. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Won the Olympics. Uh, he's Big shaved guy? his head. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, right. Yeah, yeah, Kurt, yeah. Angle Kurt Angle is an amazing wrestler. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't submit for anybody for life, but you know, you know that, that story about he when he they did that contenders thing and he got tapped out by a low level UFC guy? No. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. So so okay, so they oh, were trying I'm here to, for this. Oh yeah, this is all on TV <laughs> and you can look it up. So so I, I actually actually sat through it. Not you know like the replay. Wait, yeah, was so, this in two thousand four when he was yes, with WWE? Yes. Wait, yes, he got yeah. tapped. What's the guy's yeah. name? Um, and he was a, he was an Ultimate Fighter guy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, uh, uh, damn. Yeah, right. White dude, blonde hair. Yes, exactly. Right. I know who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He sucks. He sucks. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna find I this. I remember that. And and the guy tapped out with the Kimura. I believe it was. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and then he Kurt didn't Angle. last very long in the WWE. Apparently, he rubbed some people the wrong way. But I remember because yeah, a lot of Duke Ken Shamrock was another one that went to WWE. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. 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 But well, a lot of yeah, he started out. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, but yeah. he but when they when they sort of transition, they still have like the fight gear. They fight with those same gloves. You know, um, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of the wrestlers that transition into MMA, Shayna Baszler doesn't do that, uh-huh. but you could tell she has the MMA background. Obviously, Ronda, her finishing move is the armbar that she used to catch. You know, other women with. So, um, let me see who that guy is. I know it was 2004. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. Like, um. I'm not even joking. <laughs> when I find the name, it's going to kill me. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Um, and I remember he was even in the Royal Rumble in 2005. And then Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero chopped the shit out of him before throwing him over the I'll top. I'll give you $100 Royal if you can name, if you can Daniel describe Pewter. what those guys look like. Chris was- Benoit. Isn't is, he, is he the guy who died in the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we ain't got to talk about that. Daniel Pewter. <laughs> Daniel Pewter is Daniel Pewter. Yes, that was Daniel Pewter. Daniel right. Pewter is his name. Yeah. He had him in the, yeah, yeah I remember. Right, right, yeah. So they had, it was like Tough Enough. It yeah, was like, t- a, yeah, right, right. It was a That's million right. dollar Tough Enough. Yeah, yeah. Tough Enough really was a reality TV show or yes. whatever. They were trying to copy the Ultimate Fighter kind of. Or maybe vice versa, whatever. Well, they, 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 did, it, they did it first. I right, think. right. I mean, yeah, I don't know which was first, but it was like the same thing. It was like, yeah, but it was similar. But they, but they did it. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was the same concept because they yeah. put guys in the house. I don't house. know which one was first, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. They, they, they had their first season in 2002, I believe, or 2001, actually. And then this was like their third season in 2004 where they made it a million dollars. And they had a challenge to see who could actually, you know. Yeah, they sing. had a shoot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they Kurt had Angle's like, thing. "You'll never tap me," and he's yeah. like, oh, "And then yeah, Daniel Pewter got him." So they had. <laughs> he was so pissed. It was too. like, a, yeah, it was a messy situation yeah. or whatever. They had to like try to cover it up, and I think it was on SmackDown, and SmackDown was taped. 
So it was taped Tuesdays, aired Thursdays. I think it was. I'm on his. I remember Wikipedia seeing right the video now. of the fight. I didn't watch the show, but I actually sat through a yeah because it was it was during an unscripted segment of Tough Enough. Yeah, Kurt right. Angle, a former American amateur wrestler and 1996 Olympic gold medalist, challenged the finalists through a squat thrust competition. Yeah, he took somebody else down and broke his ribs. Kurt Angle did took somebody else down, broke his ribs because, like you said, he could obviously really wrestle, and then made him submit with a neck crank. Right. So then when he wrestled with Pewter, let me see. He took Pewter down, Angle did, and then in the process, that's when he got caught with the Kimura Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> oh and it was God. funny because I remember it was Angle like attempted really, a pin. Yeah, it was a really basic – it was like a day one jiu-jitsu move. But he did it well, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So what, what it was is that he attempted a pin because he was really caught in the Kimura and then one of the referees quickly counted the three so that it looked like Angle still won. Oh yeah, sneaky. And his shoulders, his shoulders, pewter shoulders were not fully down on the mat because he got up at two. But then there's some comments about it, and yeah, I'm definitely gonna go into this rabbit hole later on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look this up now. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but um, but uh, wrestling. This is interesting, Ken. You know, I don't, I don't get pro wrestling. I just don't yeah. get. It. I never did. Pewter, but... pewter was eight and zero in MMA, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he was, he wasn't bad. He was eight and yeah, zero yeah, in MMA yeah, between yeah. two thousand three and two thousand nine. Yeah, 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 and he was in strike. Oh, he was in strike, strike force? force. Yeah, yeah. I did not know he fought in strike force four times. Wow, he was on the Shamrock versus Gracie undercard. Yeah, he in was two thousand six. Like, Holy was? shit, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yes. And he made Kurt Angle tap out. Damn, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's <laughs> great. Fun to watch that. But um, we're like, missing the the big winner on UFC two thirty. We haven't talked about him yet. Which one was that? Israel oh, oh. Derek Lewis. Oh, big winner! Yo, his, his payday, his payday, was his big. year Free, uh, Popeyes chicken for life. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> that's worth everything. His year has been so crazy that, regardless of the loss to DC, his stock rises, and he's had this sort of meteoric, you know, leveling Did he go up. From like two thousand followers on Instagram to like over a million. He went from two hundred fifty thousand to well that's over why, a million. That's why his balls are hot. Yeah, but here's the thing too. No, nobody talks about the Francis Ngannou fight anymore. Like it never even happened when he fought Francis Ngannou right. during it's just the, the summer. Hype train. It's just the hype train. No, but it's it's, it's cra- silly. No, but it's crazy because Ngannou obviously Derek Lewis hurt his back during the fight, and Ngannou didn't take advantage. He was very gun shy and still obviously recovering from the Stipe fight. And we were under the impression that. Derek Lewis wasn't going to fight for a while after because of his back, but he got it quote-unquote fixed. I don't know what happened, and he was right back in the octagon in October, was losing to Volkov, had the miraculous knockout, and then one <laughs> fight later is fighting for the title. It's like his stock has risen so far up, more more so than a lot of other guys in the company, obviously. Right, and 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 it's not because of skill, which is Well, the heavyweight division yeah. kind of yeah, sucks. Yeah, heavyweight. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, he's, it's, it's he's wildly entertaining, and he does have that sort of knockout punch to where, yeah. like, look— I, th- I really think this time he's not going to be in the octagon anytime soon. But let's no. say he comes back next spring or summer. People are going to be clamoring. Whatever card it is, if he's the main event, which he could main event, not a pay-per-view card, but he could main event like one of the fight night cards or whatever on ESPN. Or if he's like co-main event against another highly ranked contender on a pay-per-view card, people are going to be like he's going to be one of the reasons that that card does well in terms of buys or views or whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. people just want to see him now because the balls are hot. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's you know there's there's he was the the new Francis Zingano, and before Francis Zingano it was um it was you know Kurt Angle I mean not Kurt Angle um, Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar yeah before Brock Lesnar it was you know there's a big scary dude 
Mm-hmm. You know, like Overeem. like Overeem. Oh, Overeem, yes, Overeem was in there. Big, although Overeem, you know, like actually had some legitimate K one titles and things like until that until he lost know. his juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> until he lost his juice. Deflated. Right? Yeah, right. And and I mean, we have this parade of big scary. Before that, it was I mean, it was Derek Brunson was in there. You know, there's uh, the other guy with the the, the haircut that looks like wow, that, Dan Hardy. No, he's a black guy. And he's always has a weird haircut. It kind of looks like. Uh, like fecal matter on his head. <laughs> he fights in uh, Bellator now. Oh, I forgot his name. Um, Benson Henderson? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, he's a bigger, bigger guy. Bigger dude. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um, he always, always have, always has a weird haircut, and it's like, anyway. But but there's this parade of like, I'm going to work on lesser, lesser skilled guys who are big and scary, and most of the time, unfortunately, black. You know, like it's mm. like it's they're they're playing to kind of a stereotype. And Czech Congo. No, no, before, after that. But, okay. but yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, he fights in Bellator. He's uh, – uh, Mohamed Lawal? La, la, no. Um, la, la, um, <laughs> Phil he, Davis. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> it's definitely not Phil Davis. La, um, Rampage? No. Uh, it starts with an L? Yeah. L, is it? La, no. Uh, la, um, Linton Vassal? No. Shoot. Maybe not L. <laughs> King Mo? No, no, That's no. what I said. I was like – all right. Anyway, yeah, he, <laughs> Michael he, Page. No, he, no, no. He always he kind of has that like the old kid and play haircut sometimes, where he has the big. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. The only dude I know with like a kid and play his haircut is Sterling. No, from UFC. Yeah, 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 but no, you're no, not no, talking no, about no, him. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, not that much. But it, like he always like has a weird haircut, and the back of his head is always like styled a little weird. He sometimes come, uh, comes up. He says he trains kung fu. Uh, oh, what's his name? Shoot. Anyway, but he's 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 like this parade of guys that uh, you know are just big and scary, and they 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 fill seats, you know, which is which is interesting because you know like while I see um, MMA as a as a search for technical excellence, you know, you don't always have technically excellent people who um, who who are fighting, you know. So like you have guys with tremendous knockout power. Ooh, Roy Nelson, yeah. Get well, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I love watching Roy Nelson. Of course, guys. I'm trying to figure out who the guy is. It's gonna kill me. You're making it up. There's no guy in Bellator. No, is he not Bellator? No, not a not a flat. With no hair. All all the guys in Bellator. Yeah, all the dudes that you mentioned are bald. (laughs) Shoot, is he not in Bellator? I thought he was in Bellator. Is he not? I don't know how to Google this without getting on a list. Yeah, I think he used to play football. I think he played football. I put black fighter from Bellator haircut, and then it comes up that Shane Burgos apparently got a haircut mid-fight on UFC 102. Mid-fight? Oh, wow. wow yeah, I didn't know about that. Shane Burgos had a good... Uh, his bang for getting had a good, had a good finish on UFC 230 also on the undercard. I think that... Uh, what's it called? Let's just talk about guys' hair <laughs> for the next half hour. <laughs> Who's got the best hair in UFC? Uriah Faber had good hair. Uriah, Uriah Faber. Faber had good hair. You know, <laughs> you know recently... So does Liz Carmouche. <laughs> You know uh, what's what's that the the the, the new the, the 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 new you know Matrix striker guy? Um, oh shit! Not Israel. Yeah, he looks like he has the the tattoos. Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. That guy's a you know, interesting haircut. He him and Israel. So they just I play UFC three obviously sometimes. They they um Israel and Sean O'Malley both of them they just updated them and put them into the game or whatever. Is that right? game worth it? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was they like keep, a, you know what it is recently. You know what it is though because they keep updating it. They keep updating it between the two of them. No DLC, you got to pay for it, or it's just free. No, no, no. They just put it in there. It's not. It's not like. It's not like with WWE. Like yeah. you have to pay twenty twenty dollars for the season pass and all this stuff. But Sean O'Malley and Israel Adesanya, they finally put them in the game, and they just put Mackenzie Dern in the game. 
also. Well, she's only had a couple fights in UFC, right? Yeah, she's. I mean, but still, like she, she's she dominated at least. Yeah, she's supposed. Was she the one that weighed like seven pounds over? Yeah, she straw weight? lost weight like two yeah. weeks in a row. <laughs> Do they have her weight like accurate in the game? Yeah, fluctuates a lot. Well, they have her as a straw weight. I don't know, but it's di- with women is different, you know. Like yeah. with women is, is, I think it's tougher for them because they're curvy, obviously. With guys, I don't know, but. With Israel Adesanya, he's in the game. Sean O'Malley's in the game. Their moves are in the game, which is crazy. They're, Israel's very fun to use in that game, too. It's been a long time since there's been a, a good UFC game because they always have trouble. Well, my issue with UFC 3 is, and they've actually, they, you know, some of the um, the grappling is cleaned up. Like, they've made a concerted effort for that. My issue is just the career mode because it's kind of like if you don't become the champion, then there's kind of no point yeah. where it's like, Look, man, like sometimes you want to just have a different sort of path, not in terms of not becoming a champion, but it's almost unrealistic to where you have to be undefeated. Otherwise, you're forced to retire. Interesting. And it's like, I don't think that necessarily is the case. So you make yourself in the game? No, 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 no. no, no. I can't because because I wouldn't I wouldn't do that for a living. Like with me, I'm too aware of the damages you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. things could cost. Like, I'm too aware of CTE to want to put myself <laughs> in that position. You know what I mean? Like, it's th- that's that's basically where I'm so at. What's the worst fight that. Brian's ever been in? The worst fight that I've ever been in in real life? Yeah. Uh, there was, I, I got, I got, I got be pretty bad ones in fifth grade, uh, where dude stronger than me, cause we had a couple fights. I got him back the second time. So I could say I avenged that one. But the first one, I don't even know how it got here, but I remember being pressed up against the wall and he was actually like holding me and hitting me in the face. Uh-huh. But I ended up getting him back the next year when we were in like sixth grade or whatever. Um, I wouldn't say that I know how to fight necessarily, but I got him in a rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. So that was, but this was like long, long time ago. I don't even know if I knew what a rear naked choke was, but that's kind of like, if you don't know how to fight, that's like a basic submission that yeah. you know how to do. No, it's, you know, interesting because, um, our knowledge base of fighting just through video games and through watching MMA and osmosis from that mm-hmm. has, has increased. I, I, I listened to one, one MMA commentator or a mixed martial art fighter and he said, well, in the street fight, you know, people aren't throwing like, you know, Superman punches. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> um, I don't know. These yeah. days, these days people are fighting much better than they were. Let me, let me tell you, when I bought Fight Night 2004, when I was 10 years old, so this was in, yeah, it was 2004. Roy Jones was on the cover. Roy Jones Jr. was on the cover. Boxing game. I learned a lot from playing that game. It's and so then, realistic. The game's yeah. even 10 years ago. They're, they're, the movements are I correct. learned a lot from playing that game, like uppercut. I learned what a bolo punch was. I learned <laughs> that you shouldn't do that in a fight and things like that. <laughs> um, and then sort of the same thing with UFC games, with MMA games. Like you sort of learn things and it's not – like that would have been frowned upon 10 to 15 years ago. But I feel like with video games, because yeah. I'm a gamer still um, – like I've gained a lot of knowledge just from doing that. You learn a lot from Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. But can I? Can I? But, I learned, but you learn of what not to do. You know what I mean? Right, well, can I tell you two? I want to give two anecdotes here. The first is there was a um a a, a guy with a knife on New York City subway uh, harassing and trying to stab someone. Sounds and, right. And another guy came. And double legged him. Oh, I heard took, about right, this. Right, right, and, and took yeah. the knife from him and put him in a choke. Yeah, and he'd never trained before. And the guy's like, "How'd you learn?" He's like, "I'm a huge UFC fan." Shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. he never trained before. Yeah, it just like, shows that like, you watch enough. Like, you know, you can visual learning is a is a thing. Honestly, Obviously it's lower level. Yeah, but it's a like thing. God forbid, knock on wood, I get in a street fight, but. 
I feel like I would be able to defend myself better in some capacity having gone through that and having listened to people like Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo and other guys it, like it, that. It's surfing around in the back of your brain. Obviously, yeah. nothing is replaces real training. Right. But I and although I'll I do you, want to do real training at some point. Right. Well, you're always welcome in my place. But um, mm. but where is um, it at? Um, um, 29th Street and uh, um, right near right near Penn Station. Oh, what are your prices like? I will. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. I don't want to see. Once that. I kind of get a set schedule, then <laughs> no. I but, might... but you know, uh, I, I, whenever I have a new student come, I always send them videos to study before they come in because visual learning and setting the template. Think of your brain as a bulletin board, and you put a couple tacks up. Oh, this and this, and it's hanging out there. Yeah, it, it sets a. a, a, a a paradigm, you know, kind of a box where you can fill things in a little deeper. But first you have the outlines of something and then you color in the details. Yeah. Obviously nothing nothing is better than actual training, but visual learning is a real thing. And and if you visual learn enough, you, you can be surprised what you can do. Mm-hmm. And um I remember training with one guy who was preparing for a fight. What was his name? Uh, it, I'll, I'll, uh oh, I just want to talk beef. No, 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 no. He was he was a he was a great guy. Okay. And he had never Never um, really done full-on MMA before training, like full sparring. And we're sparring. And he does – I'm in, I'm on my back in the guard. And he does um, this axe kick move to my head. Wow. Um, and and he's like – I'm like, oh, that was really awesome. That was, that was fantastic. Would you, you must practice that. He's like, no, no. I remember watching George St. Pierre do, do that um, in the UFC like uh, two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, you mean you never practiced that? And he's like, no, I just remember what he did, and I did it. You know and he did funny? it perfectly. He did it, obviously he's trained. He was already trained, but he tr- he trained more, you know, like le- he never put it together completely, and he'd never done that move before. Mm-hmm. But because he'd seen it, and he was he was a you know beginning starting out fighter, he was not like you know pro or anything like that. Yeah. Because he'd seen it, he could he could re- 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 recreate it. It was it, interesting. Israel Adesanya. Gave me a similar story to really? where – because he he talked a lot about going based off feeling and things of that nature, right? So actually this was at a luncheon. It was really just me and him and a couple of UFC videographers. So I got to talk to him like a good amount. This was Tuesday before he knocked out Derek Brunson. And he talked about doing a move. I don't remember if it was a tornado kick, 360 spin. I don't remember. but It was one of those type of kicks where he was just fighting once and he was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And he just kind of did it, never practiced it before, and I think he knocked the guy out. This may have been in kickboxing, not, right, right, not right, in probably, MMA. Right. But yeah, like something like that's that. What, that's what the alpha state is, that mm-hmm. you can connect to men, a mental state where your body it can just reproduce what you want it to do. So you see something in your head and your body does it. High-level athletes, that's why they go to the – to to the alpha state because it allows you to be at your peak performance and with him with all his experience all his knowledge of his body as a machine he's like well i visualize this thing i saw it okay let me do it and he can do it because he's he's so trained yeah and um you know and and the, the fighter that i was training he he had trained martial arts before he wasn't a beginner but um that particular move he'd never done before the but he, kick, yeah, yeah. In, in that you know in in uh, in that particular angle he'd never practiced it before he'd never done it he just saw it and thought it was really good and he did it perfectly so you know visual learning is, is key but you have to you have to have a, a foundation too i think you know of an athlete and i think that guy on the subway platform probably you know had some some good athletics, you know, like, probably, you, yeah, yeah, you know, like there's certain an, people. He wasn't a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. He was a UFC fan. I know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, he could have uh, been a wrestling fan too. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. that They cross over. 
Evidently. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dan- <laughs> Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier might fight Brock Lesnar for also oh, the Jesus. WWE title. <laughs> That was actually happen. good trash talk. That was a good trash talk. I think he's like, you come here, you bring that, I get both. Yeah, you know? Daniel Cormier, go to WWE. But I, We're done. No, he's... Get out of here. Uh, why? He's, he's, he's old. He can just retire. He, he does want to retire after no, I want to see fight. him fight John Jones. They, I agree, but I don't they, think they will. I don't think they sound like they want to do... He. This is basically what he said at the press I conference, right? She, John Jones he's is probably... lose so is, bad. But yeah. this is basically what Daniel Cormier said at the press conference. He said he basically all but confirmed Brock Lesnar's next in March, if Brock Lesnar can do it. If Brock Lesnar can't do it, then he will fight um who's the uh, Stipe rematch. And then if he can't do that, John Jones 205, assuming he gets past Gus. I think John Jones should come up and wait. I don't think it doesn't sound like John Jones wants to fight a heavyweight, but I think yeah. he should. But I you know, it's because Cormier is bigger there, doesn't have to cut weight. He would probably want to make him cut weight, but I'm like, yo, if you beat him twice already. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, John Jones should go up to heavyweight. I think he should do what he did and 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 try to fight for two titles because John Jones has a you know talk about an an adaptive fighter. Yeah, and I hate John Jones outside of the ring, but inside <sighs> the ring he is like he's Mister Perfect. I mean, he does so many. Interesting- is he the best you've ever seen? No, 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 no. Because he does make best mistakes. In the nah, he does make he does make mistakes. Who but, is the best he- you've ever seen? You in the mirror, right? Loaded question. It's probably going to be GSP. Is it GSP? No. No, Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty David Mouse. Branch. Mighty Mouse. I'd say I'd look up there. It's hard to say. What do you think of that trade with Mighty Mouse? And ben I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Fantastic idea because Ben Askren was there. Right, 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 right. Oh, right. Really? I saw him. He was right, right where, right amongst uh, Jose Aldo was there. Wonder Boy was there. Yeah. Uh, Cody Garbrandt was there. They were all there. I I think DJ is one. He can make a lot more money out there. So I think it's a mm. great trade because he can refresh. Um, you Eddie. know, like fighting a different location, a different ring. It, it's a way to, you know, this is, and this goes back to forget about MMA. It goes back to any martial arts. Like you do something over and over again. Sure. Unless you mix it up, it can get a little stale. And he's, you know, DJ's been fighting for a long time. And you could t- tell in that last fight, he's like, eh, I lost whatever. I'm going to go hang out with my kid. You know, that something has to reignite you, your passion other than a paycheck. And yeah. first of all, a paycheck is important. And yeah. DJ Eddie was Alvarez, not Eddie, getting paid what he deserved. Eddie Alvarez reportedly, he, Claims to have gotten eight figures from one championship. I would assume Mighty Mouse gets whatever he got and maybe yeah. more. Right, right. You know, good for him. And and uh, and the thing is there's a huge stable of guys his weight who want to train him. And he's also – you know, the the one FC championship because obviously it's Asia. They're dealing with a lot of Thai fighters who fight at a lower weight. They're dealing with a, a lot of people from different martial arts there that there's a large weight – a large – body of fighters mm-hmm. right at that weight whereas you know DJ is kind of fighting the same guys or guys who cut down that's from 135 he fought John Dotson twice twice right and, yeah. he, and, and he fought Cejudo twice and, and, and twice, so yeah. so it's like okay am I going to just fight the same guys yeah. over again the and, only fight left for him was probably Dillashaw right right but then you'd have to go up yeah, and he doesn't want to go up because of the damage, and I yeah. totally understand that. He's like, if you're not paying me a whole crap load of money, I'm not going to take extra damage. Yeah, good. You know, like I totally get that. You know, um, uh, and and I think also, but he has to reignite that passion. He goes somewhere else. He goes to Asia, different people, different thing, to new challenges. It can reignite his passion. Then you know, two years he comes back. And then, you know, he's, he's refreshed, he's ready. And maybe he'll bring, you know, maybe this is the start of a lot of, you know, because li- whether it's Legacy or Tachi or a lot of these other fighting organizations, the one that what we deal with, uh, Premier, they feed into the UFC. One FC, I think, is trying to, 
promote themselves not as a competitor to the UFC, but as a alternative, a, as a, as a, as another f- brand that we can maybe feed in and like and, and, and and yeah, like a like okay, we're we're doing it in Asia. We mm-hmm. won't jump on your market. We'll stay. In well, they Singapore. might now. Yeah, they but, probably should now. Yeah, but I think I think they're going to be say let's have a complementary. Uh, relationship rather than an adversarial. Chatri Sitidong is yeah. a very smart businessman. Yeah. Otherwise, like, they wouldn't have made the trade. Why am yeah. I going to take on the UFC and create an enemy when mm. we can have some sort of cooperative relationship? Mm-hmm. And that's right. Okay, we'll take the China. We'll take the Singapore. We'll take the Indonesia. We'll take the Philippine market, which is a small potatoes for you, but big for us. And 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 you can still come to that market, but but what we'll do is we'll we'll develop talent and send them your way, and then we all win. And and uh, and and I think that's a great idea. And also, you know, uh, One FC also has kickboxing only fights, which the UFC does not. So they, Bellator they, too. Yeah, Bellator too. Yeah, I mean, Bellator sucks, but <laughs> well, I, well, I was actually going to ask um, if you could. If you could make a trade between UFC and Bellator, give Musasi back. Oh, for who? Anybody. Uh, okay, uh, um, okay uh, you know what? Not no, Woodley, right? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Well, he's gone to one FC right, now, yeah, so you yeah. can't or, even or, do that. Uh, trade. Yeah, right. Okay, um, uh, Derek Derek Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, uh, that's not even a fair <laughs> trade. <laughs> Anybody. Anybody. Musasi's like really good, and you know he needs a he needs a he needs some some some. Uh, he killed Roy McDonald. Of course right? he did. Yeah. This is a better fight. You should, you should, you know, for the, I would for like the to paycheck. See- I understand why he left, but you know, like Bellator is just like he, you know, and Ben Askren's the same thing. You know, like there's only so many like guys under your level you can beat before you're like, okay, this is getting boring. That's probably yeah. You and know? he's never been in the UFC, so this would be a whole. He's, right that's now, why he's pulling now, out everybody, right? But now he's like he's in the shit. You know, and like he yeah, and that's want- great to see. Let's see your, how your funk wrestling style yeah, works. And, here. He, and he he said. Basically, openly, that he doesn't want to fight Tyron Woodley. They're friends. It doesn't sound like they're going to oh, no, fight they, each other. Yeah, that's totally fine. So, yeah, I'm fine with that because yeah. he could There's still. There's so many people in that weight class. Yeah. I'd like to see Ben Askren, George St. Pierre Ooh. at 170. Yeah, I want to see Tyron cool. versus George St. Pierre. Yeah. yeah that, I want to see that. I don't think Tyron would win. Someone I would like to see at UFC is their women's flyweight champion, McFarlane from Bellator. She's probably can beat most of the flyweights that they have now. No disrespect. Yeah, the the because the, the, <laughs> the flyweight division no, is still new for them. Right, exactly. That's why. Right, right, right. And That's why. um and um yeah, it's hard. The women's division in any any organization is it's still developing. It's like yeah. the the men's division was in ninety eight, where or two thousand, where it was just kind of developing, and then the stable was just not wide enough. You have it's getting better. It's getting much better. I was watch, I'm watching the Ultimate Fighter. You know, with this the women's team. Yeah, yeah. and you can You're see. Watching that? I always watch Ultimate Fighter. Really, yeah, even yeah. last season. I watch every Ultimate Fighter. Oh, I just a I lot of fast people skip forward. through the yeah. Yeah, I just I, okay. I, I only you watch the, the the main the fights. <laughs> the fight or the, the what actually what I'm really interested in is the coaching. The so when I watch I go into the coaching month, you know, when they're coaching and, and okay. I just watch and I actually picked up a thing from Whitaker. I'm like, "Oh, that's good. That's gold right there." Mm-hmm. And then Whitaker was doing something that I I do all the time. I tell my fighters go do this all the time. I'm like, "Yes, see." And I made all my fighters see what Whitaker said. I say that to you all the time, you better fucking do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like and 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 uh But you're right yeah. You're that, right about the women, though. Um, I th- I do think it's gotten better. Like I'm much better. I'm yeah. super, super, super excited for Valentina versus Joanna. Yeah, 
and then Cyborg Nunez. But look at look both at, in December. No disrespect, but look at um, Roxanne Mataferi versus Sajar Eubanks in the last fight. Okay, it's, it's not a you know that's you know like like it's not anything. That's your summary. How do you write that out? Yeah. <laughs> that was the fight where I went to the refrigerator and got some chips. Wow. <laughs> and that's not because of a gender thing. It just it just wasn't. I mean the same thing in the Jacare you know Weidman fight, but it was it was not a technically interesting fight. It was not something that pushed the envelope of technique and 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 to me it was just like you know okay. I had a very good interview with Cesar Eubanks I'm not Thursday, saying she's, she's not so I'm not going to say anything bad about her. <laughs> no, and you know okay, you know I'm not I'm you know I'm sure she's going to turn into an amazing Brian fighter. Says good things about her. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she's going to turn into an amazing fighter. That that performance. Well, I thought, was, I, but also, I thought, she the weight I, cut is hard for her. She's I, she's you know yeah. it diminishes her performance. Yeah, it was, but her jujitsu. Looked her twice. really bad in that fight. It was really bad. Her jiu-jitsu looked really bad. I mean, to that point, she what couldn't is, pass the guard. What does that say about Roxanne? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Roxanne's not that good. She's not. She's I think not she that was good. twenty-two and fifteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah, in, in crap leagues in Asia. Cesar- <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but Roxanne is just a. a I give her. She's the heart. Amazing heart. Yeah, but, I love but, her to death. The personality. That, that's but a, you are a. You know, she was the bad, the deep end of the. She she lost the genetic lottery. Yeah, but that's that's a new division. So to your point, that's gonna where the bantamweights and the strawweights are pretty advanced, at least in comparison to the flyweights. No, you know, I would say where, I would say where, the top ten people are really good, but then after that, top eight are really good, and then there's a huge drop off in any women's division. And that's no disrespect to the women fighters; it's just it's the nature of the game. Yeah, but if, if flyweight in particular, it they didn't even have a flyweight division this time last year. They were just sort of forming it through the Ultimate yeah, Fighter, and then true. that's how Nico Montano had. Right, had a title who's not not actually not bad yeah. she's one dimensional but she's not bad I would have like liked that. to have seen how she did against Valentina even yeah, though I pretty yeah. much thought Valentina, Valentina everyone would, thought would Valentina would have won yeah, but, yeah. but that's why I'm so excited about the Joanna Valentina fight and that that's that's gonna be a great that fight. division needs energy you know what I mean it needs a spark a kick in the ass to it and these are two of the best female fighters I still think Joanna what do you think about the Joanna Rose fight the second one this is a good fight. It's Do you think fight. Rose won? Of course. By, but by the margin that 49-46, three times, I think it was? You know, I have to watch it again, but I, I don't I, think Joanna got enough credit for her leg kicks. Yeah, that's true. But she was, she, you know, I, I, that might be true. I have to watch it again, but, uh, you know, Rose definitely did much more damage in that fight. Yeah, yeah. So, so you won. You, what, she won. This is why I thought it was. I thought it was fairly even. Uh, I do think Rose edged it out, but I do think it was fairly even from the standpoint of, Joanna outstruck her and also the leg kicks. I don't think she got enough credit for it. She had welts in her legs. Rose did. I think what Rose did was hit her harder. Yeah. And she also had one or two takedowns. Yeah. So, and also Rose hit her harder in the head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Leg kicks don't equal head kicks yeah, yeah, or head yeah. punches. That's right. just true. No, I mean, no, no. Right. Yeah. So right. I, I mean, if I'm looking at that, but fight, I thought it was I have a very to, good fight. It was, yeah, no, it was very, very technical. It was my favorite fight of that card. It was a very good fight. And, and two amazing. And one thing I really amazed at, uh, Rose's evolution as a fighter. She's so much better than she was before. And, uh, and just amazing. Like, just, I love to see the same with Sandra. She's like the, the Sandra Henry Cejudo of the, of the women's division Mm. where she was sort of one dimensional, had a lot of weaknesses and then plugged every single one of them up. And it's like, you, it's hard to find an area where she's not, you know, really excellent. And, and honestly, I look at her footwork and how smart it is. And then, uh, and she beat Joanna with footwork. Yeah. You know, and Joanna's 
good. I mean, that girl is freaking good. Yeah, she's and, a and, monster. And uh, I, I'm a real fan of hers. I'm a fan of both of them. Yeah. And that fight was a very technical fight. But Rose is better, and she was better for the majority of that fight. What do you think? I mean, it wasn't a blowout like, oh, my God, she dominated her. Like, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It but, wasn't like the first fight. <laughs> but I didn't see a point where – where where I'm like oh oh this is this is this is where you want to took control okay you know except it was like a little bit away where she was there was definitely yeah. I don't know like if it was third round, round I don't know if it was round two maybe round, round two or three where yeah. she definitely won yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah. there was, that was one, one round where she the Rose was like recharging I had a split going into the last <laughs> round I think I think and Rose won that round I don't you know I, think, I, don't, I don't remember, remember. it that well yeah. I want to watch it again because yeah, it was one of my favorite fights this year but footwork was very good Valentina and Joanna. They fought three times in Muay Thai and, and Valentina won, won all every three. Single time, yeah. But that's different. Like, totally. wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unless they want to make it a, a, a kickboxing match, you know, like right. yeah, sometimes that happens. Like, okay, I've seen, I remember there was a, I forget which one, it was a long time ago, it was an unofficial agreement between um, two UFC fighters that they would not grapple. Really? Yeah, it was a while ago, but what I won't say this? who, but it was, we all know. Won't say, say who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't say. But, Inside but, but it was like they agreed and the UFC got wind of it and they're like, they, I wouldn't they be fired able to, the crap of him. But, I, but they, I wouldn't they be able agreed. to Google this. No, no, it's, okay. it's that. But, but they, but they, it was a while. It was I'll like, edit it out. Yeah, just yeah. say it. No, no, no. Can you say it off mic? No, no, no. Damn. Oh, not even off mic. But, but they, they agreed. And there's been a history of this. Actually, you probably read, find on, on, you know, Reddit or Was whatever. it Weidman and Jacare? No, no, no. <laughs> right, exactly, right. No, but there, there's examples where they just agree. Also, there's way back when, when two fighters agreed not to pull each other's hair. There's another agreement where they, they agreed not to do headbutts when headbutts were legal. I, I, yeah. I might have heard You know, they that. just, they yeah. had these backroom agreements. And, yeah. uh, and the UFC put a stop to them, but this was years ago, you know. So, Interesting. yeah, and they say, like, if you have a backroom agreement, we're going to fire you. What and year you're was never going to fire uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> that now was a doubt. No, because it was, this, is, far, this, far is, this is totally me in confidence, so I can't. You know, okay, so, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I, if I'm you really think li- about it, you could probably find it. But I'm really looking forward to Valentino and Joanna. Like, she, they're, they're both just different. I'm also looking forward to Cyborg versus Nunez. Yes. Cy, Cy, I was, who do so, you have for that one? Nunez or Cyborg? Oh, man. I might. I have a gentleman's bet. hard one. I might. I'm leaning Nunez, honestly. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like just sort of like with Rose and Yuan, I just feel like she's all around better. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Cyborg is like the best at the one thing she's best at, right? Um, at the press conference where John Jones and Alexander Gustafsson was announced, they were also announced. And Cyborg was telling uh, Amanda Nunez like, "Oh, I'll believe it when you're in the octagon," because she was saying that she pulls out of fights a lot. Right. She but. Was, yeah, Nunez and and um, Cyborg is a fascinating fight for me, especially it's in the women's division. The first time we've really seen this, where you're dealing in the same weight class, but you're dealing with an, an athlete that is just much physically more imposing. So, can Amanda's technique yeah. defeat Cyborg's physical? Uh, gifts and power and speed and timing. I think she walks you know, around at so 170. It, yeah, right. I know, no, no, for sure. You know, did you see her sparring? This is the old video of her sparring Tito Ortiz. What? They're, no, they're, I have to they're, and they're grappling. I saw. And I, she's beating up Tito Ortiz. <laughs> no, no. And it, well, that's it, it, not it's, that hard. No, no. Wow. Tito Ortiz is very good. No, are you kidding me? Tito Ortiz is actually very well, good. Also, I, you, know you know what I've seen though? Tito I've Ortiz seen... is like, you know, walks around at 220. Do you know Clarissa Shields? No. 
She's uh, um the only two time Olympic gold medalist in boxing history, and she's obviously. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've know, seen yeah, that yeah. video of cyborg sparring. Yes, with, with her. her and Clarissa yes, Shields. Exactly. She's a world class fighter. She yeah. can beat. She's like you know Ronda yeah. Rousey in the right. sense that they can beat up dudes. Right, right, right. And cyborg was holding Working her own. Her. Yes, holding her own. Yeah, I saw that with maybe the best pound for pound boxer. boxer. I, I know. Yes, I saw that like, video. Yeah, you're like. Whoa! Yeah, and that girl was good. Yeah, that girl was good. She, and yeah, and 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 Amanda Nunes, it's is very very good. So I want to see is her technique. It's really interesting. Is her technique and her range mm-hmm. enough to hold off the bull? The yeah. cyborg is a bull. She's she's mm-hmm. a female Vanderlei Silva. She has that power. No, she is. Yeah. Now she has more technique than Vanderlei, but right. but 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 she has less, that, those less. physical attributes, and you could say it's chemically enhanced or whatever. But whatever. Say, no, but you know whatever. Not her or him. When Vanderlei, yeah, right? And, and, and Cyborg too, maybe. You know, like that's what they say. I don't but, know. Well, you don't know, right? I anyway, I, but, I would tend to think she would have gotten caught by now. Well, she was caught. She what, was caught once. Well, no, I'm saying like now. Oh, right, well, right When right. was she caught? This was, was yeah, this, this but, pre-UFC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But just still, anyway. Yeah, yeah, right, but, right, right. But the thing is, it's technique versus power. So this is also like Stipe versus Ngano, where, you know, mm. Stipe looked like a midget next to him. Or, or <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, or, um, or uh, you know, Brock Lesnar versus... Uh, um, um, Frank Muir? Yeah, that one, but Frank Muir's big. But, you know, I would say Brock Lesnar versus uh, Kane. Well, Kane's Couture, not too small. So small. Yeah, yeah. Randy Couture versus Gonzaga. Okay. You know, Randy Couture oh. versus anyone in the heavyweight division. You right, know, right. Where you saw, you know, uh, we, you can see that, that, okay, they're in the same weight class, but they're just physically completely different. DC versus everybody? <laughs> yeah, heavyweight. No, absolutely. DC is a, not a natural, and, you know, big guy. And I to mean, a point that you made earlier in terms yeah. of roles really getting better, how about Amanda Nunez who – she was nine and four, I think, at one point, and she had lost to like Katzengano. Yeah, <laughs> this was like an eternity ago, and right, now she's right. like a much different, Ooh, much, much better fighter. Much better. She's on a crazy yeah. winning streak. Yeah, 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 no, no. I love to see the evolution of fighters and to see them get better. If they uh, do, yeah, yeah, and then, then some just don't, or some just get worse. Like Weidman has just not improved, and Weidman, you know, Jacare and Weidman are two amazing fighters who fight stupid. So. <laughs> No, that's what they are. They're amazing. They have amazing skill sets that they choose not to fucking Send use. Send all your right. hate mail to Renee. Right? <laughs> no, like, like, okay, so yeah, you're I'm, really I, great because I'm what, from this. No, no, because what makes a great fighter is not just technique, but it's tactics. It goes back to Sun Tzu. You know, you know, tactically outthink and outwork your opponent. Fight in different angles, and you you choose you choose the battleground. You choose the the ground of battle, and you choose the strategy. And you know he's like warfare without tactics and strategy is the sound of defeat. Mm. You know, and and and, and like yeah, and then it just. You know, standing in front of a guy and the guy's hitting you with the same punch over and over and over again. And then finally you get knocked out. You're a fucking idiot. You know, anyway, you're not going to grapple with him. You're not going to, you know, mix it up. You're not going to play angle. You are a fucking idiot. You know, now that doesn't mean that Weidman isn't a good fighter. I mean, he's pawing his jab, you know, but, but whatever, you know, like stop. <laughs> there there are some down. other fighters I'm thinking about. I'm like, I would hate to know what you think about like other fighters. No, 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 you know, I got to see go. Yeah, let's go. Bring it on. I'm so I did, by, my, by, by my friends. I, <laughs> I did a feature on. No, no, but on. you know, like, hey, let's be honest. And you want to, you know, who's my, my biggest critic of, the biggest cri- person I criticize the most more than anyone else? Can I guess? Me. Me. Okay, okay, okay. Because you got to be honest. You want to, you want to hear, you want to hear what the, what I'm suck at? 
I can start my list and finish next week. Because, <laughs> but I know, I know, I'm, I know. But that's it's called being honest, right? Being objective. And now there's certain things also that I do very well. Yeah. And and it's good to be your own worst critic. Yeah, I'm like that right. with my writing, with exactly, my podcasting, right. broadcasting, that's how you reporting. Get yeah, and that's then how you, you have get to better. See the same critical eye, like science. Like if you're a scientist and you have this experiment and it didn't go right, I'm like, you know. It was a really nice experiment, Brian. You know, that was great. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Like, let's get live, better. Let, let, yeah. yeah, let's live in a figure out where it went right, wrong. Right, 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 right. And it's not, you know, stop taking this shit personally. Yeah. And, and, you know, okay, you know, I love, here it comes. I love Damien Maya. Yeah. But man, you <laughs> got to, he has to fix some elements of his game. And I, I hope, you know what? I hope Damien Maya becomes a champion. You know, what's, you, know, you know what's crazy? Because that would mean he did. You know what's crazy about MMA too is that that can happen, right? It totally Whereas does. in boxing, you get a loss and it fucking kills you in a lot of places. Yeah, like yeah. The boxing that, fans are unforgiving. Yeah, that's why I like MMA to some point where I could still see, you know, you could still see guys with like TJ Dillashaw wasn't this. You know what I mean? Where he sort of became this over time after he had a couple mm-hmm. losses and got better. And it's even so th- easy even to lose an MMA. And you could be Rose Nama Yunus has all- three losses. <laughs> Mighty Mouse has a few losses, yeah. you know? It, Woodley is three. And these are like some of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the sport right now. He totally said And you said the exact same thing is that MMA is still evolving. So sometimes a guy like Tyrone Woodley's short Bravo, short Darce, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, I've never seen that before. Well, yeah, because it's a kind of a new technique, you know? And, Darce uh, choke, yeah. no, the, the short, mur- the short Darce. Okay. Because he changed it. Yeah. It's not the regular Darce. It's actually called the, the technique, the Bravo, because I think it's disrespectful to court the Darce. Okay. Because the technique was not invented by Joe Darcy. It was invented by Milton Vieira, mm. uh, before Joe Darcy was even a, a doing jujitsu. So is it called a Vieira choke? No, or? Bravo, Bravo choke. Oh, right. Okay, but okay, the you. Darce, there's a variation of that that should be called the Darce mm. that Joe Darcy came up with. And Joe Darcy is amazing, but he did not invent what is commonly known as the Darce. Okay. He, he was the first one to do in America. That's what people were labeling it. Yeah, right. Because we, we we saw it through Joe Darcy's game. Right. And okay. he's amazing. Like, amazing. But he that murked technique. Said, he murked Darren's Right. But that, fight, that technique existed, you know, before he was training jiu-jitsu. Right. But anyway. Uh, yeah. But that short Bravo, the short Darce, is new. It's very, very, very new. Mm-hmm. And you you have never seen that in a, in a, in a high-level MMA fight ever performed before. That way. You've never seen that variation. Never. Not once. It right. has never been done before. So we are in this time of evolution of fight techniques. And, and, um, and, and it's just wonderful to see. So it's so easy to get caught because you're like, what the fuck was that? Back you to know? what we were talking yeah. about before. So, though, so with, it's okay if you lose. Yeah, you but wait, wait, like Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Like he got, he got, how long did it take DJ to beat him? It was like, you know, two minutes in two the first minutes, round. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, even. Yeah. And then he comes back and beats him. Like that's better. amazing. Yeah. But it's like now with guys like Sean O'Malley. With guys like Israel Adesanya, with guys like um, yeah. Zabit, oh my! You're God. seeing the next, yeah. You're yeah, seeing sort of that Matrix. next evolution yeah. where, but they're not they're not just specialists. They're all around good because even with Israel, when Derek Brunson tried to take him down, he was stuffing those takedowns. He's obviously been I working on stressing some a- people. Israel Adesanya's jiu jitsu is actually pretty good too. He said that. Yeah, no, he's, no, he but I've heard from that. other people. Yeah. I've heard from other people okay. that it's actually pretty good. He was telling me that yeah. he's like, uh, you know, that he works on everything. Yeah, of and course. I could see that. But yeah. Even when Joanna fought Tisha Torres, Tisha Torres obviously has an extensive wrestling background, stuffed all 10 of her takedowns in that fight. Could not get her down. Jessica Andrade, same thing, who murked Carolina, but when she fought Joanna, couldn't do anything for five right, rounds. Right, exactly. And um, MMA is exactly that, MMA. And you have to – the minute you see that there's a, a gap in someone's skill, you're going to go there. Yeah. And you're going to take them out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, 
so uh, it's it's nice to see that. But um, you know, I think this also comes from the Japanese. You know, like because we're martial artists, so we're informed by Japanese values, even if we unconsciously don't understand it. Okay, you know, but I think so many people. Um, we see we're inspired by the the Japanese culture and and the samurais and Japanese don't praise success as much as they praise effort and hard work and in the martial art world that value system is is definitely there so I think MMA at some level kind of reflects that it's okay to lose yeah. you know um, winner you look, I mean look at my least mm. favorite fighter uh, completely Conor McGregor but he got wrecked. least favorite oh yeah. He got- <laughs> Are um, you kidding me? Don't start down this red <laughs> yes. hole. We for another hour. Wait, but 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 then I mean, he got destroyed by Nick Diaz in the first fight, and they come back, and then he's still like, you know, he's forgiven, right? And he'll be forgiven from the the, the, <laughs> from the Habib fight. fight. That's fine, you know, that's fine because he'll he'll grow and he'll get better, you know. Like, I mean, let me tell you, the guy trains hard. He should change yeah. up his training camp and like have people other than fucking Dylan Dennis <laughs> <laughs> fucking camp. <laughs> And if you're listening, Dylan, you're a piece of shit. You're oh, you're I didn't say fucking that. munch. <laughs> God damn it, motherfucker. 100 Church Street. Come on, Dylan. Come on down. Not while the A Hard to Tell podcast is going on. <laughs> Every Monday at 3 o'clock. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, this guy's a bad behavior who 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 disrespect Marcel Garcia just doesn't, uh, you know, okay. girl teacher. And, and, and See, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in those MMA circles yet. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, Marcel Garcia is one of the nicest human beings in the in the world and uh, and great teacher, great human being. Not successful in MMA, but doesn't mean anything. He's he's a, he's one of my teachers uh, and I have can't say enough positive things about Marcel Garcia. I mean, we 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 don't have interaction anymore because he's in the sports jiu-jitsu world, but um, if you can't treat a man like that who is who is absolutely one of the nicest people on the planet with respect and you don't deserve my respect. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's a good time to, to wrap it up. We are getting, <laughs> Matt, we're going over our time. I don't yeah, want to keep Brian go, here go, too much longer. Yeah, I got to go punch people in the face. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna, I have a fighter that I want to ask you about. We'll do it off air. Because it could be problematic. Why don't we come on and do it on air next week? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we we'll come back. Maybe we we'll come yeah. back. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Thank you so week. much, Brian, for coming. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot very of fun. fun. I feel like we could keep talking for another three, four hours. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very talkative. <laughs> so <laughs> this is good. You know, yes, no, yeah. because I'm also I I tend to dominate. Uh, I, I tend to uh, uh, be a little too. Uh, Blow, bloviate a little too much. So you know, it's good to have someone, uh, you <laughs> right. know, to, to 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 talk back and not let me dominate their the the, the air too much. I like know? listening. No, I, keep you you I do, I do too, especially I, because I cut you off a little too much. Yeah, especially because, like, for example, today, I there were things I knew having been there that you didn't know in terms of being at the event and talking to some fighters, and there are a lot of things that you know that I sure as hell don't because I'm not, you know, a jujitsu pra- jujitsu practitioner or anything like that. Right, at least right. not yet. Maybe one day. I'm not only a jiu-jitsu practitioner. I do other things. No, I'm saying that for example. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll find out his prices and then we'll see. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Holloway, Ortega. Quick, oh, I quick, cannot quick, wait for that. Who's going to win? I just, we'll, I, we'll, we'll look, win. I'm concerned only because I just want Max Holloway to make weight. Um, because at Barclay Center, for the press conference, I remember, not the press conference, media day, I remember looking at him in the scrum and he just looked. Tired, can, but I know you and he got pulled the, out okay. right after that. Right, but can I ask you a question? Do you think it was all the craziness that interfered with the weight cut, or do you think he just has problems making weight? Because you know, sometimes he I do with fighters, and whenever there's like cutting weight's hard to begin with, but whenever there's like a disturbance of like, oh, I couldn't get my water at five minutes ago, 
You know, like it's a big issue. So if there's, there's this whole craziness because of the that thing, do you think that in, in, had something to do with it, or do you think he just he just I don't follow him that well, much. Remember, it was very short notice, right? That's true. So it was like it was like because yeah. he he was supposed to fight who's who was to be oh he was supposed to fight Tony Tony Ferguson, right? Right. And then it was like on a week's notice, maybe a couple of days notice, yeah. where Max Holloway was there, and I think he walks around at one seventy, so he probably had to cut down. This was lightweight title, so fifteen pounds, at least. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think I think and he's a was, lean. He's a lean guy. He's not yeah, like I think it was like a fat, legitimate, you know? legitimate weight yeah, issue. What, yeah. This is for a featherweight title, Holloway or That's one forty-five, right? It's yeah, so that's one forty-five. Yeah, damn. I just hope they could both make yeah, uh, weight. I think make it clean. Yeah. If the fight actually does happen, oh my god, I don't even know. Um I have a hard time picking the Valentina Joanna fight also, and they're both in the same card. <laughs> I, I I I edge it out slightly to um, again, given his evolution, slightly to Ortega. Yeah, Ortega okay. is a beast on the ground. Um, he has good takedowns though, not not stupendously great, but very but good. Yeah. But his boxing has improved so much, and Holloway is a good striker, but he is not quite as clean in my opinion but I would like to get Professor Ken's opinion on that too you know mm. like uh, he sees things that I don't see I'm kind of leaning the same way I'm kind of leaning the same way what do you have uh, Ortega yeah. Ortega oh man we can't have a bet again uh, well what about Valentino Joanna okay I'll take I'll take uh, what about Cyborg Nunes well, let's make a bet Ooh. Cyborg Oh man, I was gonna take Cyborg. I'll take Nunez. I'll take Nunez. I'm taking Nunez. Yeah, I, I'll ta- I would. I would. Sh- I think I'm gonna take Cyborg. But I, I, we have I, a history where I lose bets on the show. Yes, I know. Uh, I get, do you do you pay or no? I get injured. Yeah, and I bought a, a taser. Wait, wait, I tased wait. him the last. You one. tased. <laughs> we tased each other. Wait, have you even seen? Have you ever seen? Do you, have you ever watched Dana White's Looking for a Fight? Never before. I never watch anything other than the fights. Okay, but there, this is <laughs> we're so like, different. I did no. Well, yeah, yeah, because like you know, I obviously I watch you know, the training and the fights, and that's it. Well, you know, because obviously producing original content, I look at other original content, and Dana White. While you know people can say what they want or whatever, that show is actually interesting. There was a point where him, Matt, Sarah, and it wasn't Din Thomas; it was uh, the Tooth, whatever his name is. I forgot oh, his full uh, name. The, the comedian. He's a comedian, is it? I don't. I don't know, but he's one of Dana White's friends because he was there oh. for the first season before they replaced him with Dan Thomas. Anyway, Dana White's always wanted to been ta- always wanted to get tased. They went to Las Vegas. They got tased, and it was hilarious. You got to find the video. <laughs> it is a very short clip. The tooth is screaming, and Dana White's like laughing at him because they all like sort of lean over. Like when they get tased, you see them. They're holding hands, and it's like three, two, one, and then he just kind of like leans over, and they just fall. <laughs> well, what we, that we didn't have it wasn't a full uh, tase charge. Is it a yeah, knife? I don't, I don't want a that. knife. Um, that it was you, five seconds long. Uh, oh of wow, taser. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a. It's a knife that we train with that has a taser charge, so it's like getting stabbed. So I stabbed. Right, right. That's how we train. How did it feel? Uh, it wasn't that bad. It felt yeah, like we, a I couple, put, like yeah, a beast. Thing. Yeah, I, I put it, I put it down for him. Okay, but I then it burnt. I put it up for myself. It smelled like hair. Yeah, it burnt my hair. Yeah, hair. I don't know. Like part of me is like, uh, okay. Why, so what do we? What, what's the bet? What do we? Uh, Nat, is there anything else you oh, no, haven't so done to me yet? Once, I choked him once and I put him in a, in a, in a, in a nerve out? lock. No. Did no, you, I didn't did choke you, him out. Oh. I tapped real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you're not he kept going though. I, I had a you sore tapped too early. Yeah, I heard yeah, already. I was done. Wussy. I'm not a fighter. But I heard, that, I heard that Farab uh, Zahabi says the same thing. Like when he's training with people, he taps early. Of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's early and there's like before I even have it on. Okay. <laughs> I almost called in sick that time. What else can you do to me? I'm going to lose anyway. Oh. I will introduce you to the elbow of retribution. 
What the hell is that, is that? The Rock's new move? No. The Elbow Retribution. I will introduce you to the Elbow Retribution. Okay. How's that? I'm, all right. But you, you have to go. You have, they have to be on your side a little bit. I kind of want to know. Wait, which one are we doing? Uh, this the you choose, you, which one? I'm picking Cyborg. You're picking. Oh shoot! Cyborg. What about Jones Gustafs? Uh, you guys. Oh, Jones got. Yeah, you guys are both Jones. Jones. Yeah. Valentina Joanna. I'll pick Valentina. Joanna. Okay. All right. All right. That's all right. I think I'm going with Joanna also. I'm picking. Yeah. I think I'm going with Joanna. But that was, these all these fights we're mentioning. All yeah. four of them. Well, not four of them, because Jones Gustafson, probably not a 50-50 fight, even though the first no, fight went Gustafson, the way it did. Gustafson, Gustafson By the way, Jones didn't train for that fight, but still a good fight. It's I, a good fight. Yeah, I would say more 60-40 in Jones' favor, but I would say the other three. I'd are say f- like 90-10, but. <laughs> okay, I was being nice. <laughs> if it goes down to the floor, you know. <laughs> but I, I, all the other three fights, they're 50-50 fights. Yeah. Holloway Ortega, Cyborg Nunez, Valentina Joanna. They're all 50-50 fights, in my opinion. No, I mean, they're, they're, you, what you're saying is, I don't think they're fifty-fifty fights because I think that's you have to de- you have to analyze them a little deeper. But I agree with exactly what you're in, what you're trying, what you're what saying. What I'm implying, what I'm implying is that right. they're both e- very skilled fighters who are supposed to fight, and you can't easily pick the winner. I totally agree yeah, with that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, when you say fifty-fifty, it means like, oh, this is an equal equal skill split. But when you actually look well, at it, um, both both of them have problems and things they need to work on, and yeah. it, you know, it's more. Well, what like, wouldn't that make them equal from one another? Yeah, but you know, you know, if, if you it, if you strip down all their weaknesses, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. If this person's not as yeah, good on the ground, but this person's not as good it, standing up. Right, I don't think you can equal at that because the the, yeah. the three like for example, if you are a better wrestler and the other guy is a better striker, the wrestler will win. Um, if they if Joanna versus Tisha Torres, no, but if you're a better wrestler, no, Joanna's a great defensive. Oh, wrestler. you're saying better? Yeah, like if you can't stay on your feet. Okay, right, no, because Joanna's a great wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no she, that's what we were saying before. Right, no. But I thought you were saying great striker versus great wrestler, and then right, the right. wrestler will win. Absolutely. Okay. Joanna is a great wrestler. Okay. Now you're thinking offensive. Wrestler. No, no, no. I got right, you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. I got yeah. you. I got you. Joanna, you know, remember, her, I pointed out that she stuffed she's ten actually, takedowns. You know, people yeah. people think that her her main art is striking, but she grew up uh, doing like traditional Polish wrestling or something. So she's been grappling since she was a kid. Yeah, but like 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 uh, you know like what it is European too? wrestling and stuff. people don't see because she doesn't do takedowns. Right. So people kind of look at that and be like, oh, she's not a great but, wrestler. Well, d- well defensive when, wrestling is wrestling. Yeah, ex- agreed. Because right. yeah. nobody can take her down right. outside. Side of Rose, right? Which is why she beat her that f- yeah. second time. And she, yeah, she took her down after she punched her in the face a bunch of times. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Little, little but you, but no, you know, yeah, no, Joanna is a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, same yeah. with same with you know he doesn't like a lot of credit, but I hate to say it, but actually, Connor, Connor McGregor is actually a freaking great wrestler. Good, good take. Yeah, he's stuff, good. Good he's take good. Down, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. You know, like I mean, not as good as Khabib, but a good wrestler. Yeah, and he, I mean, like, yeah, and he almost lost to Chad Mendes. Before, yeah, right, you know, right. That, like, well, he, rally, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still, a, but he, still, he yeah, great, no, he has like, good takedowns he, he too. Stu- uh, when he he stuffs a lot of takedowns, unless he's fighting someone like the elite, like right, Habib, right. right? Or I don't know if he would call Nate Diaz elite. No, absolutely but not. He's very good at something. Yeah, not a good <laughs> takedown guy though. Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, so Matt is. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry, Matt has to go, and I, I, I've I, never I, seen that in every radio show, podcast, fun. anything that I watch. <laughs> but you didn't move; <laughs> like the headphones just came off. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like let's go. Over here. <laughs> let's go. You know, can I tell you a funny story? So I was at this party. I was at this party, right? And um, 
And uh, and it was like we had this they, they, the ice. They put the ice in the freezer. You know, it was like it was like crushed ice. Yeah. But they put it in the freezer. I'm like, why did you put it in the freezer? Because now it's like the ice is locked up, so nobody yeah. can have ice to their drinks. So I come over and I go, bam! Because <laughs> I had 17 years of karate. Like I used to break oh, ice wow. and demonstrate. So like, bam! And I broke the ice and I was like, whoa! And I'm like, yeah, at least karate is good for something. Because <laughs> I know, because I know you're trying. So that's to... my karate chop. Right? I was trying to karate chop. It's here. good, yeah. right? It's good, it worked. Because I know you're trying to rap, but I want to ask you something. How often? Because obviously you do training, right? I yeah, of course. How often do you spar? Still, every single day. Every single day. Like hard to, hits? Or? No, no. Okay, so that's a, that's a different question. How often do we spar with hard head trauma? You know, that's – we don't do that too often. Because I feel like that's sort of changed whereas fighters before used to spar a lot more than no, they no, do no, now. That's it. No, no, no. And, no, no. And, okay, so sparring and then sparring with hard contact are two different things, right? Yeah. So everybody – my fighters spar every single day. Now, right. you're talking striking sparring, by the way, but, but there's also right, grappling right, right, sparring, right, 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 there's right. takedown sparring. Yeah, yeah, but, rolling, for example, yeah. for G, my fighter G has, and my other fighter York, they have fights on Saturday. This coming Saturday, I'll be in uh, Premier FC in, 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 in uh, Massachusetts. Okay. For this camp, we have not done one round of hard sparring to the face. Like, but put on the helmets and just go for broke. Mm-hmm. There's no need to. Now, what they do is incredibly fast-paced tag. Where I tag your chin. So I just go like this, bump, bump, mm-hmm. bump. Because they know how to punch hard. Right. So exactly. it's like if I can yeah. touch you, and also when you try to punch hard, you actually don't punch hard. Force equals mass times acceleration. Mass times acceleration means the whip, yeah. not baseball bat. Yeah. The more you try to like force things through, yeah. the slower you are. So this is slow, that's fast. Yeah. The more you try to whip, Whip. All right. <laughs> I like when there's a table between us. Right. <laughs> I love being mean to Matt. <laughs> no. Um, but but so we teach our fighters to be quick and fast and mobile. Mm-hmm. And head trauma is a legitimate issue. Yeah. I cannot – I will never be the t- trainer that leaves my students with brain damage. Okay. So also when we go hard because once in a while His we co-host, do – co-host on the other hand. <laughs> he doesn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> no, but but when we do go hard, we actually wear specially designed helmets from Japan, okay. which have a um, unbreakable Lexan shield. So the force is distributed away from the uh, cerebral cortex and to the sides. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is actually why we have this eyebrow here. The eyebrow ridge was designed to to ward off brain trauma. This is why our we are Neanderthals especially have that very protruded eyebrow range. Mm-hmm. It's a protection for your brain case. Mm-hmm. So um, the the helmets mimic that, so you have much less trauma. But for this fight camp, we have not gone one hard round. For the last fight camp, where G knocked the guy out in was it like twelve seconds. Um, we didn't do one hard sparring camp. G has not hard head contact sparred um, in maybe a year, mm. a year and a half. So okay. we don't do that because as long as you're technically sound and fast and accurate and you know how to develop power, you don't have to beat the snot out of each other. Right, yeah. So um, the best punches are the most – the most – the loosest and, 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 and you know, pop. Going the, the, based the, off the, of feel yeah, like yeah, we feel, talked right, about yeah. earlier. And, right. and the, the lightest, you know, the pop, 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 not bonk. Yeah, you know? yeah. And not the Jacare overhand. <laughs> you know, like that's not that's just not technically that great. It just isn't. Yeah, and, a lot of um, times you miss. Yeah, yeah, right. And then and whatever. And that's why he was used to the same punch over and over again. And he would have lost that fight if he didn't get lucky. So, but anyway, um, I was a we spar every single day. 
but we don't spar hard. And now also hard we sparring. and also we spar in the jiu-jitsu and the wrestling elements more because they the stronger base. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was real a uh, wonderful pleasure talking with you, Brian. Yeah. No, it was really great meeting you. Thank it you was fascinating. Me. Um, uh, I I uh, see a, d- a different you know dimension of the fan experience and uh, and that that makes me learn and and grow. You know, yeah. and, reporter uh, and, also. So. And reporter, gotcha, of course, right? Maybe yeah. more like the I the definitely WWE I, thing. I tend like because like you said, this could go on for hours because I have mm-hmm. like a lot of questions for just people around MMA and culture. Well, we gotta we gotta like go that. have them on again. So. Well, maybe you should go on his show. I would love that. That would be wonderful. Where can people find your show? Ain't Hard to Sell Podcast. Yeah. You can find that on, thanks to you, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, and iTunes, of course. Apple Podcasts. Just search for Ain't Hard to Tell. There you go. You'll find it. And then follow on Twitter at AACT Podcast, Instagram AACT Podcast. You can follow me at Brian Fonseca and why. Oh, your uh, last name is Fonseca? Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, Puerto, one of I'm the Puerto most Rican. famous uh, uh, karate champions, his last name is Fonseca. Really? I got to yeah. find out if we're related. He's probably not Puerto Rican, though. He's probably Portuguese or something. Yeah, he's uh, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out there, too. Yeah. But we're not related. You're Puerto, Puerto Rican, too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's not that's a lot why, of us in MMA That's why I have a girl's yet. name. Not a lot of us in <laughs> MMA yet. I'm just white. <laughs> you should follow Brian, though, because uh, he gets behind-the-scenes stuff on a lot of sporting events and see Yeah, you were uh, talking with... Um, the basketball game recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do. So I do a lot of Nets coverage for NetsDaily.com. Nets is basketball. Yes, that's okay. basketball. Nets, so like, right, because the net, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Nets is a team in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA okay. team in Brooklyn. So last week. Oh, it's uh, in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know they had a basketball team. Yeah, that's what Barclays Center. Yeah, yeah. They oh, play at Barclays Center. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. New Jersey Nets moved over to Brooklyn. Oh, oh that's, that's what they it was. moved from Jersey to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, like oh. six years ago. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about non-combat. Sports. I find that fascinating. With like the only sport because Joe I Rogan watch. talks about this too, where he doesn't doesn't know anything about football or whatever. And I'm like, it's so I don't see the point me. of playing it personally. Like I only. I agree with you well, now. I, no, but I only <laughs> probably not before. Life, I only orient my life around. This is my jo- choice, and this is no judgment because honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a weirdo. Okay, let's just get out. I think we it. all are. No, but but I I I can't get personally. I can't get motivated to do something. Or to, to, to watch something that doesn't um, give me like – you learn to swim so you don't drown. You run so you can run away. So you're, so you're basically yeah. saying why do you Every, play football? Everything for me is utilitarian. You know, like I, I, learn, I do martial arts so I don't get the shit kicked out of me when mm. somebody tries to mug me. I'm kind of like that you with know? movies. Like there are yeah. some movies that are too over the top where right. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. Right, like right. Fast and the Furious. I will never watch <laughs> Fast and the Furious. I would rather shoot myself before I watch Yeah, Fast yeah. No, I'm like that with no, movies no. too. Yeah, that's yeah, why, yeah. That's yeah. why I, I tend to gravitate towards documentaries. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, no. Yeah. You're, I, yeah. And I mean um, I, I'm a, in my, my life, I'm very util- utilitarian. I only do things that for me have a concrete purpose and also um, my goal – since I was six years old, has been to um, pursue self defense mm. and and personal safety, yeah. and um, yeah. and that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. You know. Yeah. There you go. So I'm just I'm a little weird. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin on the show on that note. Yeah, yeah. Renee is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And sadistic. Listen to the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll find out. No, we won't find out if I lost yet because we no, got a couple no, weeks. No, 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 a couple weeks. Yeah, you I'm time. sure you'll want to do something to me, though. You'll want to punch me or whatever. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Brian, sorry, so much man. for coming in. Got you. Anytime. And Thank we'll you. see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Marshall underscore culture and on Instagram at Marshall Culture Cast. Please leave a review on iTunes, and we'll see you next time on the Marshall Culture Podcast. Marshall.